Hi, friends. I'm Chandra Sanchez. And I'm Misha Lazera. And you're listening to Bandwives. How are you doing today? Another plague is upon us here at the Sanchez household. Um, it began, I feel like this podcast is literally like the last 10 episodes have just been talking about, you know, the new <laughs> the new virus that has entered the chat. Um, but so Claudio and I went to go see John Wick yesterday super excited we're like let's do a little daytime movie at 10 30 a.m after we drop him off at school mm-hmm. and because we can't have nice things at 10 or it was like 11:05. i was like you know i'm just gonna take a peek at my phone even though you're not allowed to do that in a movie i just had like a gut instinct so i look at my phone and there's like 10 missed calls from his school that the <gasps> stomach bug has come through again and i need to come pick him up so Grab some new clothes for him for the vomit incidents. Oh. And uh yeah, ran away. And that but it's it's crazy because that's not even what I have. I have like laryngitis and a bronchial situation. So I'm waiting for him to get that next. Or they're the same weird virus. We're not doctors. We just play one with our kids <laughs> and on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah. How are you? Look at your butterflies behind you. Those are so cute. Oh my gosh. I just sent you the video of what this room looks like. It's a different kind of chaos for sure than stomach bugs and laryngitis, but we're redoing my office space. We need the bookshelf to go to the ceiling for one thing because it's a little, it's just books everywhere (laughs) in boxes on the floor. And I have a hard time getting rid of books. I don't know. I'm a hoarder. And so we're going to, we're going to do some stuff in here, but right now it's absolute, like, I don't, I'm not going to turn the camera around. Cause it's like, I scary. trust it. <laughs> Have you considered turning the wall into one of those like fake doors that just you know <gasps> spins around? You can just walk through your books. And it's Have magic. you and Adam been texting about this? No. Because he has a plan. He showed me how we can make it look like it's a bookshelf at the door and then you just push in. And this is all I want. This is, I've been trying to get Claudio on board to do this downstairs for so long because I feel like it's function and storage and And magic. Yeah. Yeah. All in one. Yeah. So he does want to do that here. We'll see. Do you think you can get one of those ladders like Beauty and the Beast, the rolling ladders? You're, you're practically here with us during these conversations. I can, I sense that we're all on the same page. We want a ladder. We want the push-in door. It's just a lot of, it's a lot, you know, redecorating and you know, you know, because you've been doing it one day at a time. It's, it can be a little overwhelming. Yep. Everything is displaced. Yeah. And just days. the planning of it and like for what we can't do, having to get someone to come in and organize all that. I don't know. I'm, it can feel a little bit like a whole new language you have to learn. Yeah, I know. That's why you got to get like task rabbits for the easy stuff. I'll, I will get a task rabbit to straight like hang a shelf. 
<laughs> I mean, because it because then you can focus on like the cool stuff that you actually want to do, like choosing the pink colors, whatever, all the stuff that's fun. And then the math stuff, give to somebody else. And like making sure you have a stud and mm-hmm. that it's like got the level out. It's a lot. It's a lot yeah. of like um, moving part. It's kind of like there's so many things that you could do yourself, but someone else is their career and they're so much better at it. Like gar- like gardening and stuff too. For sure. Other than that, oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah, we're we're in the middle of... Um, of like kind of redoing each room by room paint, even if it's just like a little bit like painting, figure out what we want on the walls. We've been here almost two years and we're just kind of now doing it. And then the room that I had done first, my office, we're kind of realizing what we actually need it to be a little like different than what we had initially planned. So now we're changing that up too. It's just kind of, it's maybe that's endless. I don't know. Well, a house is a living thing and you know, it, it changes with you. And I am coming over and doing so many photo shoots <laughs> In your ladder, ladder <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, yeah, please do. Please come over. I have to tell you something. Who knows what will happen when this airs? May, hopefully, it'll be good news and not not sad news. But so I excited. applied for Adam and I for our attic to be on this design show where they finish it for you, and you're on the, this network. I don't. I don't want to say anything. You fingers crossed. And then I we got an email back and I didn't see it because I went to my spam and she called me the casting director and then I filled out all this other stuff and then she called me again on Saturday yeah so just now two days ago so that's all or three days ago so I haven't heard anything back we had like the pre-interview so we could get our attic finished which would really help we have six people in our house my mom lives with us so it can feel a little yeah so i think you're in that sounds like if they call you you're in (laughs) okay so today we have daniela clark and barbara ann wild um rocker chic wife and mother (laughs) daniela clark of the honest af show podcast founded iconic brand frankie b and revolutionized the denim market creating the instantly recognizable low-rise silhouette that defined an era she built an international brand around la's free-thinking rocker chic spirit and we also have Barbara Ann Wild of the Honest AF podcast show. She is a mother, wife, and co-manager to rock star Zach Wild and his band Black Label Society. Barbara Ann is president of the multi-million dollar BLS Merchandising and vice president of Band of Beers, Inc., as well as Bell Bottoms and Beer Music Publishing. Thank you both for being here. So established, Barb. How do you even talk to me? <laughs> yeah, all the money's going right out the window to fix the house that's falling apart. Uh, your barb's getting it all. Yeah, we had six inches. It's only we've been in this house twenty-one years, and we're um, kind of rural and up in the mountains a bit. Do you guys know like Magic Mountain? That's the only thing that kind of put us on the map. We're like one exit north of Magic Mountain. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah and so. Um, we had we've been here in our house for 21 years and this was the second time that we've had snow like an accumulation enough to build a snowman and the whole nine yards so it's been it's been crazy i mean between the winds the rain and the snow it's been 
I mean, I kind of love it. I don't love what it's doing to the inside of my house and the stress level, but I love, I love the change of season. So it's been kind of pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She loves it. I don't, I'm, <laughs> I'm a beach pool girl. I need the sun. I, I need the heat. Um, well, we're super excited to have you both. We love your show. We love both of you as entrepreneurs. And this is actually our first time doing like a joint interview. So it'll be oh, cool. really fun. Yeah, it'll be super fun. That's very cool. Well, thank you for having us on. We're excited. Yeah. And giving us a yeah. five, six, seven shots out of it. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> we were going to make it happen. We wanted to chat. I do want to hear how you all met and when. Do you how yeah, um, I think we met, wait, we met through a mutual friend. It's really weird because Barb and I have, we, we know all the same people and, you know, like you guys, we've all, our husbands are in the industry. Both our husbands are musicians. They're both guitar players. I'm married to Gilby Clark. She's married to Zach Wilde. And we both have heard about each other through the grapevine. Like different people always kept saying, oh my God, you should meet Barb Wild. You would love her. You guys would get on like a house on fire. And I think the same thing for her. She was being told the same thing. Absolutely. And it, it was so strange because we worked, um, you know, we're, our husbands are in the same industry. We're both working. We both go out to all the same, th all the same events. And we never ran into each other. I never really saw a Barb out. And, um, and then the weirdest thing was I got, tasked to do um a tv show um i don't know if you guys remember did you ever watch rock of love with yeah. michaels yeah it was like a total guilty pleasure in our house and then lo and behold when they did the spinoff show rock of love charm school with ricky rackman and sharon osborne they called me and cast me to be one of the um the deans on that show with Sharon Osborne. So then I was working with Sharon, who's like yeah. family to Barb yeah. and Zach. And I'm working with Sharon and I'm sitting next to her every day and we're working together and she's talking to Barb on the phone mm -hmm. and asked me if I know her. I don't know her. And mm -hmm. we never met. And then one day, a mutual friend of ours connected us. And um, and that's how we actually ended up meeting. Right. Yeah, and it was yeah, and it was it was actually kind of crazy because Zach and Gilby really didn't know each other. Like they see each other around, yeah. and they're in the same circle of musicians and everything. But Zach calls me. Um, he had just done Sturgis, and he said, "Guess who came to my gig tonight, and who I got to hang out with a little bit?" And I was like. Who? And he said, Gilby Clark. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Excuse my French. I don't know if you guys. <laughs> no, no, um, and, and I said, I literally had lunch with his wife today. And so Zach, <laughs> it was just like totally bizarre. Um, Gilby's like, you know, the the head grand poobah of Sturgis <laughs> and <Zach laughs> fake bike rider um, who was doing a gig. But it was ironic enough that the four of us have never really you know, cross paths before that. And then the same day we actually connected, you know, 3000 miles away from each other. But yeah, it was really weird, but we've been inseparable ever since now we're Absolutely. like to each other. <laughs> when was that? How long ago was that? I don't know. You know, it's so funny, Daniela. <laughs> I always think about, I know exactly when we met because of our, my son, uh, Sabbath is 10. And when I had first met Daniela, 
he was just turning two. And she, I remember her saying to me, I couldn't even imagine having a two-year-old. So I know it's Sabbath age minus two. So eight years. (laughs) There you go. That's such a cool story. I'm sure you guys like now will run into each other all the time randomly. It's like once your paths lock. At the plastic surgeon's office. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Actually, it's really funny too, because um, we go, we go through withdrawals. I I mean, we, we can't go past a week without like, oh my gosh, we haven't, you know, everyone's like, how often do you record? You must have to get together all the time. We're like, not enough. We, we get together a lot more if we could. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually, Misha and I have only met in person like three times. And then we went on a 10-day writing trip to Italy that just recently we came home from. And it's like, I have separation anxiety. Yeah. We have to move in together. I know. know. (laughs) Artists come in. Yeah, we met in passing. Like, uh, actually, we didn't, I, you know, they, our husbands were on tour together. And we, the whole time, only met once. Once, yeah. And then... um, we just became internet friends, you know, and then we were internet friends for years and years. That was a long time ago, that tour. Yeah. I mean, was that six yeah. years ago? Maybe even like eight years ago, actually. Yeah, like 2014, maybe. Before the pandemic, I don't remember. I'm out. Isn't um, it yeah. funny? We base everything in our life now pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, right? right? Yeah. yeah. But actually, I was telling Barbara Ann that we have like a strange little serendipitous connection because my dad made a seat for Gilby. Oh, no way. Yeah. He was like, oh, I met this company. They're called Saddleman. Oh, yeah. I know Saddleman. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a small world. It's such a small world. Such a small world. They can still do that? Yeah. They just, uh, they have a race team. They were just doing like Daytona and. Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. So they, I mean, my dad has like a house in South Dakota that I was thinking about. We were talking about how hard Mm -hmm. it is to get there. I want to go there. It looks great. But damn, Mm -hmm. like how many flights do I have to take to get to this place? (laughs) The only time I went to Sturgis was on the back of a motorcycle and it took us like four days. <laughs> yeah. Gilby I and I uh, did the trek to Sturgis, South Dakota from here. And we went through like, it was really beautiful though. It was really an amazing ride because we went through from LA, we drove through uh, Vegas, um, Arizona, Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, and so pretty. Arizona. It so was beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. It's amazing, amazing run. My grandpa's from South Dakota and I've been there plenty of times. <laughs> and it's a really beautiful part, especially out west. Yeah. Sure. Are there so many gorgeous places? It's I, I think it's so incredible. Like to if you have the opportunity and the time to either ride a motorcycle or drive a car and do these road trips. Because America, there's like, there's beautiful things to see here. Like just going through Arizona, Utah, and Colorado blew my mind. I had no idea. It's so stunning. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful scenery. And it's amazing to see it on the back of a motorcycle. Really, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We went to um, Sedona last year. Oh, Mm. Yeah. That's on our trip list, Daniela. We're doing Sedona at some point. We keep talking about it. Yeah, Gilby and I did it on bike. I feel like I need to go back with the girls. Just to attend a, send a us a trip. message. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we're not inviting ourselves. <laughs> we'll have a, po- a, a women's podcasting conference. We'll, we'll yeah. yeah. Oh, there we go. That's a good band idea. Yeah. band <laughs> wives convention, yes. Yes. women's podcasting <laughs> yes. conference. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a really good idea. There's a great place in Arizona, a resort called the Enchantment Resort. Did you go there? Ooh, no. Oh, God, it's beautiful. Barbie would know. love it. We have to it's go. So, it has the best spa, unbelievable spa, and just it, it's just gorgeous. You ever out in Sedona? Yeah. All the sound baths. I want to do the healing. Yeah. I want mediums. I want yeah, everything. that's all, you're speaking my language. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to actually jump into our questions. Yeah. <laughs> you want to start interview the interview. <laughs> what are you both juggling this week? You win. Oh my gosh. What aren't you juggling this week, Daniela? God, I'm juggling a lot this week. This week's been really hectic and it's part of the reason why we had to keep rescheduling. Um, because um, my daughter and I, Frankie, um, we did a collaboration with Forever 21. So, you know, I've had this denim company. I started Frankie B. Jeans years ago um, in the late 90s. And um, I sold the company back in um, 2011. And then I stayed on the board for a few years. And then I have been out of the denim industry for quite a few years now. And this opportunity came up to um, collaborate with Forever 21 with um, my daughter. So um, Frankie is our my daughter and she's in a band called Frankie and the Studs. So we did a collab with Forever 21 called Frankie and the Studs for Forever 21. And it's, uh, um, it's a collection, but it's got a lot of denim in it, t-shirts, tops, jumpsuits, all kinds of fun stuff. And um, that just launched um, this week. So it launched uh, nationwide and online. So uh, we had two launch parties, one which Barb was at, um, which we did. Yeah, it was amazing. We did this uh, little launch party with Art of Elysium, which is an incredible organization. If you, if anybody that's listening um, has extra time on their hands and would like to um, either donate time or if they're an artist and they want to get involved, um, Art of Elysium is an incredible organization started by um, a friend of mine named uh, Jennifer Howell. And what she does is she puts together artists of all kinds, um, painters, designers, actors, musicians, uh, photographers, anybody that's in the arts. And um, they help out with um, with helping out with any community, with uh, communities that are underserved or communities like um, homeless. Um, I, I've personally volunteered with children with um, disabilities. Uh, it was so much fun. Oh my gosh, we had, I had Frankie and I, my daughter and I have been working with Jennifer for a few years now. And we did this, um, we worked with a school for um, children with disabilities and they were having a prom. And so Frankie and I went and we helped them paint their nails and do their makeup and get them dressed and then decorate their, uh, their um, hall for a prom and then threw them a prom. So it was really fun. And I've also gone and like um, judged uh, fashion shows for them when they've, some of their students in the schools designed clothes. And so it's really cool. And it just gives uh, it, it's, it's just a really nice way to get involved in your communities and and help out through art so we had our first launch party was with art of elysium and frankie did a little performance and then we had like a little dinner party and a q a um so that was really fun and then last night frankie played another show um 
at a club called Dirty Mondays and um, we were out till three o'clock in the morning and I am just not as young as I used to be. <laughs> we came stumbling home at three o'clock in the morning. It was a blast, but I am definitely uh, slower today. So that's what we, <laughs> that's what we, yeah, uh, lots of stuff. Wow, that's amazing. That's yeah, it's so really cool. very exciting. It's been really, really fun. We've been like running to the malls and looking at all the stores and seeing all her stuff and her pictures in the windows. It's just been like so cool, so incredible. It's so surreal really because you've been working on it for so long. So it's like to see it come to fruition is just magic. It's really great. Totally. Yeah. It's been a year in the making and we've had to keep this a secret for so long. It's been so hard to kind of keep the lid on it. We've just been exploding at the scene. Oh, such so. a proud moment. So yeah. much. Yeah. It's so exciting. Really. Exciting. Oh yeah. Well, thanks for making time for us this week through all that. <laughs> thanks for being so understanding. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm juggling, like filling up my gas yeah. tank, getting my kids to school, <laughs> teaching a couple classes. You're like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> well, no, that's a lot too. I went through that phase too. And that was a lot. Let me tell you. Definitely. It's a lot. It's a lot like juggling, you know, it for women in general, I think it's a lot of juggling because, you know, you've got your work, you've got your kids, your husband, your, your friends, animals. your your dogs yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's yeah. a lot what about you Barbara? um actually i've been pretty busy um doing getting ready to make a new record deal for zach um been doing the running around for the last year of um meeting with a bunch of different companies and um we we've been working with the same people for a really long time, but we wanted to break it up a little bit. And so um, my partner, Blasco and I, who he manages Zach with me, um, we're just about to uh, sign on the dotted line um, because Mercury's not in retrograde, but we've been really busy with that. And Zach just got home yesterday from Japan. So um, just trying to get him all situated because, um, he's got to record this, you know, I've given, he always laughs. He's like, when do I have to record? I'm like, I give, I give him backwards from his tour schedule. I'm like, you have six weeks, you have to start recording now so that, you know, in six weeks, because with vinyl taking anywhere from six to 10 months to be delivered, you have to deliver so early because of that. So, um, yeah. we, need him to get in the studio he really has he's doing pantera right now so he has only limited breaks um and so we're working around that but just been really busy trying to gear him up to start recording and um you know finalizing deals and um have some more work to do with the coffee company he has his own coffee Valhalla java and tomorrow uh we have a meeting with them and it's you know just busy with work that coffee is so good, by the way. It's so good. It really is amazing. Zach got sober um, 13 years ago. So like a lot of people that get sober, you know, they find they have to find a new addiction and Zach's became coffee. Um, and we were lucky enough that Blasco had seen uh, Death Wish on Good Morning America because they had just been announced as the world's strongest coffee, right? So it's <laughs> it's five times the amount of caffeine of a regular coffee. 
and it's organic and fair trade. And so Blasco called them up and said, listen, I've got the world's strongest guitar player. You've got the world's strongest coffee. Let's do something. So um, it's our own brand. Um, Sack owns the brand. And uh, it's um, it's Valhalla Java. And it's been a great thing. We've It's just uh, a total passion project. And, and uh, excuse me, could you please leave? gift of having a, a my my son just came home <laughs> no this is gonna be exciting we're gonna have kids there's gonna be dogs like, okay yeah, we're, we're my son and pug yeah, just yeah. decided to make an appearance <gasps> you have a pug? we do we have a pug and um oh hurry up mister so <laughs> oh you're in the background oh, so I can't oh, see you're, her. oh wait we can't see, see it by the mic the pug? Uh, oh, oh, oh my oh, god oh. everything <laughs> I have the background blurred uh, out. Hi, Sab. Daniela said hello, Sabbath. Hi, baby. <laughs> hello. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's it's just been like the greatest thing ever. The the coffee's just been fantastic. So um, yeah, it's been good. Yobi told me I have a new vice I need to cook. And I was like, you know, it's my only vice. Leave me alone. Is it, is it he, coffee? Oh. No, I, I have an addiction to peeps. <laughs> I love it's, them. It's that time of year. I love them. I yeah, especially love them when they're year. stale. Apparently that's a thing that yeah. you're supposed to leave them out. Yeah. Really, really stale. I didn't know that because I like them really soft and smooshy. Well, then don't leave them out. But And besides that, your teeth, yeah. <laughs> don't leave them out, Daniela, because you and I have such teeth issues. It might not be a good thing. My teeth are going to disintegrate. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> me. I'm going to call Peeps Anonymous on you. <laughs> or you just get the deal and you become right, the face of Peeps. You know, a spokeswoman. Yeah, the face of Peeps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I will move into our second question. <laughs> Two hours later. Um, I know. <laughs> exactly. Um, what is something that listeners would be surprised to hear about your lives? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Peeps. <laughs> Peeps. That's um, a good one. I, think, I think maybe what they'd be surprised at is that I cook dinner almost every single night. Oh, they'd be wow. really surprised if I cook? said that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I cook dinner a lot, I guess. Like, I, I like to cook, and Gilby likes my cooking. He doesn't like to eat out because he prefers my cooking. So oh. I cook a lot and um, practically every single night. Wow. What's your specialty? Um, what is my specialty? <laughs> I don't know. I make everything because, you know, you try to switch it up so that, you know, don't get bored. So I cook a lot, but my, I think my specialty is I cook vegan really well. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, unbeknownst to my husband that he's constantly eating vegan. Yeah. <laughs> well, then it must be done. Well, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he's always getting like mystery meat tacos or <laughs> mystery meat meatloaf or, you know, spaghetti bolognese that has no meat in it. Um, but that kind of thing, everything. And I've just recently discovered leeks. Do you guys ever use leeks? I just did tonight. I just made some leeks and mushrooms. Ever? They're like the yeah, best they're things yummy. ever. Leeks are my favorite things in the world. They're so, so flavorful. Good. Yeah. Onion, red onion, garlic, leaves, yeah. throw yes. it all in there, some water. That's all you need. Have you guys ever had a um a garlic scape? No. No. Um it's like a fiddlehead. 
I've only seen them in the Hudson Valley. You can get them at the farmer's market there. Um, yeah. And they've got like a garlicky element to them. But I, I don't know. I, they're just called garlic scapes. Wow. Oh, I'm thinking that. Wow. You know, when I first met Gilby, he had never had um, uh, avocado or kiwis or like Indian food because right. he's <laughs> from Cleveland and he's like very. <laughs> <laughs> um, like when I first met him, which was like 2000 years ago, he had never had. <laughs> So I felt I felt like I kind of like grew his palate for him. I think that's true of yeah. a lot of us on the East Coast, though, because Zach and I didn't really have a lot of different. You know, you don't really have that that varied a palate when you like the small town that I grew up in. Either on the East Coast, Zach and I kind of yeah. discovered everything through Ozzy and Sharon over the years. You know. Yeah, I think for me it's because I think I'm Israeli, so right. I cook differently than what he's used to, and so. Were you born in Israel? I was born in Israel. Yeah, I was born in Israel. And then um, I grew up in South Africa. Oh. And then I came out to the U.S. when I was 16 and met Gilby and uh, took off with him. I ran away from home with him. So oh, I didn't I go back to this. It's a great story. <laughs> kind of a crazy story, but um, you'll get the very uh, uh, short version but the short version is I came out to the U.S. My parents were getting divorced and I came out to visit my dad over school break, summer break, and with my brother and my sister. And uh, my dad took us to see Hollywood Boulevard. And so we were just walking up and down Hollywood Boulevard and I saw um, the band that Gilby was in at the time was called Candy. And they were playing, they were doing their video on Hollywood Boulevard, shooting it. And it was a crowd of people standing there. And I just kind of stood around and watched them play. And uh, I saw him and he saw me and we just kind of locked eyes and uh, uh, started talking and that, and he asked me how old I was and I immediately lied because I knew if I told him that I was 16, that he would never go out with me. So I told him I was 18. He's older than me. He was uh, 23 at the time, but he thought I was 18. And uh, <laughs> so I liked to come and then I had to... Uh, we spent like a couple months together just hanging out and stuff. And then um, it was time for us to go back to South Africa. My dad took me, my brother, my sister to the airport. We said goodbye to my dad. And then um, after my dad left, I put my sister and my brother on the plane and was like, goodbye. So <laughs> I'm great. taking off with Gilby. And they're like, what are you doing? Oh my God, mom's going to kill you. And I was 16 and my brother was um, he's two years younger than me. So he was 14 and my sister was 11. I put them on the plane. My mom went <laughs> to the airport to pick up her kids and only got two. Can you no. imagine? Oh my God. Oh my, so my mom freaked out. My dad freaked out, but I ran off with him and there was nothing anybody could do about it. <laughs> Right? And then, especially like before the cell phone and oh like, god you, know, yeah. you didn't you could disappear 1985 this was yeah. you know 30 what 30 almost 38 years ago 38 yeah. that's the year i was born that's the year i came in to this world uh, that's when zach and i started <laughs> dating chaos. too so <laughs> yeah we, yeah it's a different time now. different time for sure yeah totally, totally different time and then when uh he asked me to marry him um, I was 21, but he thought I was 23. And that's what <laughs> you never told him. I never told him I lied all the time. You have to commit to that. You're like, this is well. I'm playing the long game. Yeah, you really do have to commit. And, <laughs> and it was, um, I got pretty creative with it, but I never had to like show ID or anything because Gilby was already like a pretty 
established local musician in town. So every club we went to, we never got carded. We walked in through the back door. So I never really had that issue. Um, and then when we went to go get our marriage license and we decided to get married, I was at the courthouse and I said to him, you know, I have something I have to tell you. And he's like, what? I'm pregnant, are you? I'm like, no, but I'm also not 23. And he's like, oh my God, how old are you? 21. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, yeah. So anyways, that's, that's what happened. And then um, we got married and then he joined GNR and, you know, the rest was history. I just kind of went out on the road with him and stuff, but that's how like Barb and I connected is that we both had so much in common, you know, Barb, mm -hmm. uh, we both married to guitar players. We've both been married to, for, you know, 2000 years. We both have kids, we're both business women. And then we're both at that, at that age where we're, you know, we're aging and we don't like it. So <laughs> we're, and we're both just trying to hang on to our, you know, whatever, our youth by the, you know, hairs on our chinny chin chins. Or not. And so or not. So we're just, <laughs> no hairs. Mm -hmm. Seat of our pants. We had so many commonalities. And then one day I was reading through mine and Barb's text messages. And I saw that all we ever text to each other about were like beauty products, procedures, <laughs> all these new things that were going to be coming out on the market to help us stay more youthful. And I was like, you know, Barb, maybe we should start a podcast. And this was right before, the, right when the pandemic was starting. I was like, maybe we should start a podcast and share everything that we're going through because we're both were, you know, starting to go through menopause, starting to, you know, um, find all these new things that were going on with our skin and uh, our kids were going off to college and getting the empty nest syndrome and all these things that we were starting to go through. We thought maybe we should start a podcast and just kind of share the information that we're learning as we're learning it. Because mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of women out there that are going through the th same things that we're going through and also, you know, dealing with our husbands being gone all the time and, you know, everything else that we're dealing with. We just had so many commonalities and that's how the podcast kind of came along. It's pretty amazing. Even when we were in Italy, I'm like going to every pharmacy. What do they have here? <laughs> what can't I get at home? Yeah. Amazing. I love those pharmacies. That's like my favorite yes. thing to do when you go out of the country is to go to those pharmacies and discover all these new products and new brands that you don't can't get here but it's isn't that kind of it's kind of a weird thing because like i grew up in the age of um pre-globalization like before you like yeah. if you wanted leather goods you went to italy if you wanted perfume you went to france if you wanted like high fashion you went to london like it was all pre-globalization now you can just access everything at the tip of your fingers you just buy everything online totally it makes it a little less special so it's really lovely when you travel to go to these like little ma and pa places and find the treasures that you can't really just get everywhere. Even the airports, absolutely. You know, all the airports yeah. have the, these. I'm like, this is better than most beauty supplies stores in uh, California. You know, it's really cool. Totally. Actually, the perfume that I use because I really don't like perfume because it gets too heavy and it gives me a headache. Um, but um, the fragrance that I do use, um, Comtois Pacific, um, the vanilla apricot spray that I use, I found when I was in France when Gilby was on tour with GNR. And so I've been using that same fragrance because it's the least offensive to me. 
Um, <laughs> I've been using that same fragrance now for 30 years. And I found that in France. And then there was another like great line of uh, skin products and body products that I love called Biotherm. Oh, Farm yeah, they're great. Yeah. yeah. I love Biotherm. And that's really hard to get yeah. these days. I always get it at the duty-free stores in the airport. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny too, when you find something on vacation and you start using it and then that scent sort of like brings totally. you back yeah, to great. where you were. Yeah, totally. I love that. Yeah. They have a, um, it's like a, a milk body, <clears throat> body cream or body lotion. And it's got like a slightly, uh, like a hint of citrus scent to it. And I love it because it smells so clean and it's really hard to get. Okay. I feel like we're going down a rabbit hole, but do you guys know the new face? <laughs> yes. I got the new face this week and I'm like, I'm so obsessed the, with it. The, the new face. Electro currents. Yeah. I use it religiously. I, well, I go through, I go through my ebbs and flows with it where I use it every single day and then I won't use it for a couple months and I notice the difference. That's what I've read I when I, before I bought it. That people do notice, like when you stop using notice it. it. And then you're like, oh, I'm back on it now because I noticed I got a little extra saggy sag. No, uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. Let's that microcurrent. I bought the yeah. zip and I really love it, but I'm not religious with it either. I've been trying to do it like on a, um, you know, a self-care Sunday every Sunday, but um, I haven't been all that religious with it just yet, but I really do like it. But look at Barb. She looks like a fucking. You guys are doing something right. It's you know, it's just the 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 curtain keeps coming down. The sun is like right on my face. But um, I. Uh, you look like a fucking oh, angel. Thank Stop you. It. Yeah. Perfect. I have Perfect. I have uh, Biggie blocked out. So maybe it's filtering me a little or something. I don't no. know. Well, if that's the I'd like to block out Biggie behind me too. <laughs> I know. I need to take notes. I feel like. I, I don't know. I'm, I, you know, I don't like to be self-conscious as Chandra and I talk about a lot, but I'm like, well, I feel like maybe I'm the youngest here and look the oldest. That's how I feel when I see all of you beautiful ladies out here talking about your skincare routine that I do not currently. But you know, it's like Barb and I talk about this all the time because you, um, you know, you get to a certain stature we call it on our show we don't say (laughs) stature Mm -hmm. um you get to a certain stature and you're like well okay um what can i do other than just like topical solutions like you know you can use face cream all you want but it's really doesn't like it doesn't get underneath the layers and tighten and help do the things that you really need to that you really need um it can like you know give you a nice finish on your skin and you can look a little bit more glowy, but you're not going to tighten. So the things that I like are more of the like um, devices that you can use at home that help tighten like new face. I think new face is great. And I also, I'm a big proponent of microcurrent facials. I go to a facialist and she does like, she's got like the heavy duty microcurrent machine and those, you know, microcurrent has been around for years, for like 50 years, women have been using it to um, basically work out their facial muscles and tighten it up. So, um, but when I don't, I go see my microcurrent facialist maybe once every couple months. So in the meantime, in between my visits, I'll use the at-home device. And when I go to see her, she's like, oh, 
Your face is really tight. Your skin is good. What You're are you cheating doing? on me. Like, uh... it's like, oh, it's good. It's working. Keep that up. Do it. You know, so. Misha, I'm going to be a little you... bit of a mother bear. Uh, one thing you need to do for your skin. And I've been, my, my poor children, they think everyone does this when they brush their teeth. Sunscreen, 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 sunscreen. Yeah. Then you won't have to pick up your face because your face will be where it's supposed to be because the sun is responsible <laughs> for all aging that we do after the age of 26. That is an actual fact. So anything mm -hmm. that happens, yeah, anything that happens more from the sun, from, from the, at that point, it's lifestyle, right? It's, it's expressions, it's um, smoking, it's drinking, it's, you know, how you take care of yourself. But the sun is a major water. one. So you can do a lot of preventative if you start with sunscreen now, and then you won't have to really worry about it. Yeah, that's what Barbara always gets sorry. on me about. I'm, a, I I'm just, I'm, I'm militant about it, so. Especially now that we know, right? It's like when we were, when I was a kid in Florida, I remember so <laughs> many times just getting, I mean, head to toe fried. And like, you're fair too, so you probably really did get you really did burn. Very fair. I am covered in freckles. Like I should have been sprayed with a hose of sunscreen, mm -hmm. um, but that you know we just didn't know, and so yeah. now we're all like paying the price for sure. Yeah, definitely. You know, Barb, that product you just gave me, the, Iris um, and Romeo. It's it's wonderful. amazing. I'm writing all of this yeah, down, putting, opening these tabs. <laughs> it's amazing. She gave me this product the other day, and I've been using it. It's a tinted moisturizer with 50 SPF in it, and it's fantastic. It's so it's got, good. Um, they have a lot of different products, um, but they're it's like a almost like a CC cream or a BB cream because it's mm -hmm. um, got a, a a universal tint, but it's got a physical mineral sunscreen and uh, niacinamide and some some other um you know topical vitamins it has hyaluronic acid um but it's oh, really yeah, it nice what hun yeah vitamin yep. c mm -hmm. yeah is it similar to like the ilia the oil like the oil serum you know i do love ilia as well but it's so weird because ilia if it gets into my eyes at all like if i you know if i'm running around and or if i accidentally like wipe my face and then it gets in my eyes it stings this iris and romeo doesn't so there's something different in the iris and romeo it's it's and the Ilia has several different colors where the Iris and Romeo doesn't. It's like a universal, just a hint of a tint. Um, and the texture, it's not as liquid. Um, it's a little bit more of a cream, but I love it too, Daniela. I really do. I think it's cool. Very good. Yeah. I like it a lot. Okay. All right. We're going to add that to our list. Yeah. yeah. Besides the sunscreen, which is very important. I know we're like, what would listeners be surprised Barbara Ann to hear about your you know, life? I don't know if they'd be surprised about anything because my husband is just like Mrs. Kravitz. He tells everybody everything and uh, <laughs> there are no secrets really. But I guess maybe just that, you know, we're way more like, I, I mean, I don't know what is normal, but we have, you know, really typical, you know, nuclear family situation going on. It's not, you know, since Zach's gotten sober, it's it's kind of 
pretty mellow and and maybe you know they'd be surprised to know that Zach and I try to be in bed by nine or ten o'clock at night but nothing you know there's not I don't know I don't know what you I know what they'd be surprised what? to know that uh you are the total mayor of fun <laughs> that, and Barb loves to roller yes, skate yes I do so <laughs> that's true <laughs> I heard you talking about that yeah in one of your podcasts that's yeah. been my only negative about this weather. I mean, my my most negative about this weather has been every time there's a skate date planned, it's like get a little yeah. notice that it's been canceled. So it's that's kind of been a bummer. I'm Jones and and the other thing people would like to know is that your husband is a, a full on romantic and leaves that is her true. chocolates bed pillow every night. What? He yeah. is so silly. He leaves me these funny letters and notes of like, you know, at the at the Ritz Wild, um, you know, ha enjoy the sweet on, you know, your pillow or whatever. And sometimes it's, you know, X-rated and I can't share them with the children. I have to like hide the note really quick. But he always puts like a plate of chocolates or some sort of sweets on my pillow. Meanwhile, this guy has been doing this like intermittent fasting, uh, like a combination of like an intermittent, intermittent fasting and carnivore diet. And he's always been thin, but oh my God, he has lost 46 pounds and he looks like a Greek statue, which he shows me every single day, sends me pictures <laughs> of himself all day, every day. But I'm like, so you don't eat after seven o'clock, but you're just going to keep putting them like, the chocolates on my pillow, knowing that I have literally no control. But he says, eh, it just goes to your boobs. It's fine. I'm like, yeah, oh. it, it just goes there. Oh my God. <laughs> He should host a class. I was thinking that too. Yeah. We need to get him to educate husbands <laughs> in general. That's funny. That would be something. He has, he has, if you follow him on Instagram, he does a segment called uh, relationship um, oh, advice, relationship therapy. <sighs> he oh does this God, specifically for Daniela because he knows she gets a rise out of them. <laughs> They'll say to me, did Daniela say anything? Did you see my po my post? I'm like, oh my goodness, what are you up to now? What do you so, say about him, Daniela? What do you? Oh, I just laugh my ass off. I'm always like, Barb, what'd you do to him now? <laughs> he seems like the most miserable him. human on the planet, and it's so the opposite of his person, his real life persona. He's hilarious because he'll just be like, he'll hold up like a cover of the Inquirer, and he won't say anything. And it's like Brad and Angelina or something. And then he's listening to like an air supply song. <laughs> and then he just starts screaming. And it's I love just, it. I need to follow uh, him. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's really very funny. It's yeah. hard, right? It's hard to be active on social media. My husband's always like, what do I post? I don't know. I know how to do one thing. It's like play this guitar and sing a song. I don't know what... <laughs> Like what is expected? I was going to say Gilby feels that way. Zach loves it. I mean, he lives for it. Um, he, I think it's, you know, it's really helped when he quit drinking is when he discovered the phone and learned how to text. And then social media started. We started with Twitter and he loved it. And he just has full on at, at for his generation, he just turned 56. Um, he really embraces it and loves it. And, you know, he's just, it's, he's all about it. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, literally all day long. It's like, I think Saba's first words were quiet on the set 
because he had heard Zach say it so many times. Um, but, uh, you know, he's always, he's got all these toys um, and literal toys, like, you know, action <laughs> figures. And yeah, um, he stages yeah. them doing all kinds of things and evil Knievel. Um, <laughs> Misha, you're way too young to know that. about this. Maybe Chandra, you know. No, Adam does that. Uh, Adam d- plays with his toys. We have uh, very many okay. action figures from the eight, you know, from the, right. 80s, 70s, the 70s and 80s. And 80s and, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. Our house is overflowing with like action figures that yeah. we're not allowed to touch. Oh. We'll take out of the box. <laughs> I have to buy Zach too just like your child, yeah, one that Adam he can play that with too. and one yeah. that we put away in the attic for, you know, to, to save it. Yeah. What? It's so funny that you brought that up because I was cleaning out like some of our junk that we have, like all of our storage. And I had all these like dolls and toys and things that I'd been saving for Frankie all these years oh. and they're in their boxes and I didn't want to touch them. And I was like, oh, they're special. They're, I was collecting these dolls. They're called the English birds. And they're like, they're from the sixties and they're fashionable dolls. And they have like all these like really cool fashions and they come with wigs and hats and boots and purses and all kinds of cute stuff. And I've been saving them all these years for her. And now I regret it. She should have just ripped that box open and played with them because now she's too old. She's a care about But Now you need to, you need to tell Zach what they are so he could look it up and tell you what it's worth and you could auction them because that's, you know, it's a big thing around this house. Yep. I have yeah. boxes and boxes of toys that no one ever played with because we had to save them. For what reason? I don't know. I don't believe in that anymore. I agree. Well, if your kids you have kids. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. If your kids have kids, it can be grandkid toys. Oh, that's true. They're going to be like, what are these? You relics? can give them to Zach, Daniela. <laughs> Zach will add them to his collection. They're literally relics now. Yeah. They're going to be like humans in robot bodies. They don't know what yeah. toys are anymore. <laughs> Okay, so can you each tell us three things that you're proud of, past, present, and future? Daniela, are you going <laughs> to? Uh, the, the, I guess the things I'm most proud of are like, you know, things that most people would say. I'm proud of um, our family. I'm proud of uh, my marriage. I'm proud of our daughter. Um, I'm, I guess I'm just like, proud that we've been able to hold it together this long <laughs> yeah <laughs> cheers to that mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm proud of from my past and present right mm-hmm. past yep. and present yep and future I'm not proud of anything yet because I haven't done it yet so I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But pretty much the same you know really proud of the fact that you know been able to hang in there and stay married for you know 30 years going on th- well going on 31 uh Daniela's got me by a year in the marriage department um but um that's a big thing and and of course my children and um you know uh, in the future you know just just trying really hard and you know to be present so I'm I'm proud of the fact that I'm really cognizant of it um, and that I've, you know, I've made it my New Year's resolution almost every year that, you know, I want to be more present. And I think that I I have made inroads. I'm not perfect. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, just just the fact that this world is so insane. And, 
you know, that there are still some, you know, things that are still, you know, like as a couple, we're still together, which is, you know, something I'm really proud of. It's not always easy. Yeah. Proud of our podcast. And that I am. I'm yeah. proud that we haven't, yeah. you know, that we're in it for the long haul. You know, it's, I mean, you ladies may know, I'm sure that, you know, it's, it's a new form of communication, right? So it's like, you know, trying to figure out a way to, it, our intention was never to monetize um, the podcast. It was just like a guilty pleasure. And then when, when COVID happened, I mean, it's literally was my savior. It, it, it was the one thing that I was able to look forward to that I was able to do for myself um, and have time with Daniela. And um, it just made me so happy at a time that really, it wasn't really a happy time, you know? So, um, but it's, it's hard not to just sometimes to think like, you know, it does cost a little bit of money to make this happen. So I'm proud of the fact that we're just like, you know what, we're in it to figure it out and we're figuring it out as we go and we just love doing it. So it's a labor of love. Love it. And it's, a, it, and, and we just hope that it's helpful to somebody, you know, that someone else is listening and kind of feels like they're either, you know, cause we share, we talk about everything really. Barb and I just kind of mm-hmm. talk about everything. We never know what we're going to talk about. We just we don't discuss it. We just sit down and just start talking and whatever happens, happens, whatever way it goes, it goes. Yeah. You ladies um, are much more are, organized than we are. We, we I mean, we are, are we, we've asked are, you like two questions. Yeah. <laughs> we have the same questions we always ask, but generally when we get on, like it's, it's a crapshoot. That's what we talk. Yeah. <laughs> no, it just goes right. Mm-hmm. We always say like it's it's like a copay on therapy. Yeah, there you go. And we get to see each other. <laughs> I mean, we always Danielle and I always share like these incredible women who are are older than us, uh, like Donna Mills or um, God rest her soul, Raquel Welch, or um, you know all these fabulous women, Suzanne Summers, that look amazing. And I'm like, it should be literally a public service announcement. What do they do? So that's why we're trying yeah. to share you know, with everybody, like if we figure something out, we're not, we're not keeping it to ourselves. We're just like, you know, whatever it is that we can, you know, our little contribution, we're going to try and do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Just having these like really candid conversations of growing up and growing into yourself and being confident with recognizing like where you're comfortable and what you want to see looking back at you and, you know, the way that your appearance correlates with how you feel. Um, and that's a, an okay conversation to have and an important one. So but we really appreciate yeah. that. No, definitely. It's a, it, you know, we're all, I feel like, you know, you go through so much in life and so much of it, like you, no one, to, no one told you, yeah. <laughs> you know, that this was going to happen or that you would feel this way or you know, <clears throat> one day you would wake up and you would just feel blue, you know, yeah. you would just not feel like yourself. And, and, and sometimes it's too embarrassing to talk about, you know, or, or you can't even recognize when it's happening mm-hmm. to you, you know, like I, I'm, I'm talking about menopause. Right. Um, you know, you wake up one morning and, and it, that's what happened to me is I woke up and I was just like, God, I'm depressed. I don't feel good. I don't feel like myself. I feel depressed and I'm not a depressed person. I'm always, I'm always like running and doing things and keeping busy. And all of a sudden I felt like no motivation and 
couldn't find happiness in anything and was starting to feel really, really blue. And it, and it wasn't until I started talking to my doctor about it and realizing and asking for a hormonal panel that I realized I was going through menopause and needed to balance out my hormones. And that's not right for everybody, but we talk about that. We talk about, you know, going to get your hormone panel checked out and maybe get a baseline so that you know where you're at when you start menopause and how it kind of changes and goes through ebbs and flows. Sorry. But we talk about all the things that most people don't discuss because either it's, you know, they're shy about it, embarrassed about it, or just don't even know, you know, so we try to kind of share as much information as possible. Yeah, that's amazing. I do feel like it starts from the beginning, we don't know anything. And there's so much that isn't shared with us, you know, about starting maybe like with our periods, and then even like, um, you know, getting married and being in a relationship, there's a lot that they didn't tell you, especially, you know, pre streaming services and all these different shows. And there was so much I didn't know about marriage and then having kids like, I, I'm like, when I was pregnant, someone told me I was going to bleed after I had a baby. Like when I was pregnant, I didn't know that you bled afterwards for like, like and yeah. so it's the same thing. And then it's like about menopause that there's probably so much that we've just never heard because it's not yeah. shared. Yeah. yeah. Or even like just when, uh, you know, when our daughter went off to college, I was really like, wow, what's my meaning now? What am I supposed to do with my life right. now? Because I focused all my life and all my energy on her when she was little. And then when she grew up and went away to college, I was like, oh, well, what do I do now? Totally. <laughs> now what? And I felt kind of useless. I kind of felt like I had lost my purpose. And um, that was like a real feeling too. And then after talking to other women that have been through that, a lot of people feel that way, not just women, but men too. A lot of people felt like, wow, when you have such significant changes in your life, and you go through these milestones, you don't expect to feel a certain way. And sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't, but it's good to talk about it because you find that other people also felt that way and you don't feel like you're just going crazy, you know? Definitely. Um, I think that's one of the things that's so great about the podcast, like you were saying earlier, Chandra, it's like a, you know, a free therapy in some ways, you know, and, and, we're, we all have the same human experience to some degree. And, and, you know, chances are if you're feeling it or thinking it and questioning it, somebody else is too. And, you know, there's, there's, it, it just, sometimes it's just to have someone listen is just like everything. So, um, yeah, I think that, 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 that's one of the things for us too, is that, um, you know, everybody's experience with, with, you know, in life is different, you know, in menopause in particular, like everybody we've talked to has had a different experience and, you know, just like anything hormonal, you know, just like having a baby or, or, you know, um, things wane and things are more extreme for some people. And it, it just, I think it's really brought us together with the people that listen to us and that we get questions from. And it's just been a really, um, it's been a really great community, you know, thing. It's just been great. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, we talk about everything. We talk about sex. We talk. We talk about our husbands. Yeah, we're gonna have a we have a guest this week coming up <laughs> that Daniela found that uh, doctor. Oh, we have a sex yes, she's a, uh, no. She's, is she a sex therapist or a she's, sex? Special? She calls herself a sex doctor of some sort, but Ooh, she's uh, she's something else, and she is just. I mean, I've been watching her Instagram, and I mean, she's she could rival my husband. So. <laughs> Oh man, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, okay, that was amazing. That feel this was a good segue into our next question, especially um because you all have made it through Chandra and Claudia have been together what 20 years? Adam and I have been together 15. And sometimes it does feel like a lifetime, but there's always another like curveball yeah. <laughs> that yeah. comes your way. But I guess um what advice do you have for other band wives or spouses out there? You know, whether it's tips or tricks or encouragement, but also maybe it's speaking to longevity and making it last. Keep him out on the road. <laughs> Keep him out on the road. <laughs> yeah, you're asking us. We're, we're we're a decade or so ahead of you, ladies. So we, we, our advice might be keep them on the road. And I'm Zach's manager, so I could keep booking him and getting him out of the house. Oh, yeah. But um, okay. no, I, go ahead, Danielle. I'm sorry. I, I jumped right in there. I'm like, uh, no, not at all. I I don't know. I think like um, th I mean for band wives, I think the mo the the one thing that that um worked for us is we it's really difficult to stay connected. Um, and back in our day when Gilby was out on tour, you know, we didn't have cell nope. phones and FaceTime and all the stuff that is available to everyone now. So I think it's a lot easier now to stay connected. But one of the things that Gilby and I always did was we had a rule. It was kind of like Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney had that rule. They never, they never slept apart. They were always together. Gilby and I had a two week window rule. So we never stayed apart longer than two weeks. If he was going to be gone longer than two weeks, either I would fly to go yeah. see him or he would come home, even if it was just for a day or two, just so that we could reconnect and be together. Um, so, and if I ever really missed him too much, I would just come out. Um, but it becomes harder as you get older and you gain, you have more responsibilities. Like you've got kids and the kids are in school and it's not so easy to pull the kids out of school and take them out on the road. But um but we made our family a priority. And I think that that's one of the key things was we made us a priority. No matter what, we had to be happy as a unit. And and if that meant that she had to skip school for a week or two, then I would get her this, I would talk to her teachers and I would get, they would give us books and projects yep. and things that she could do. And I would take her out on the road with us because we, I knew that if we didn't stay connected as a unit, that we would fall apart. So I did everything I could to make sure we always stayed together and we're never apart longer than two weeks. And that worked for us. And then, you know, you send them nudes or photos. You make videotapes without, without yeah. your signature and your husband has yeah. been telling you that there's all kinds of videotapes of you. And all I ever say is make sure I look good. As long as I look good, I, you know, I'm all right with it. But um, for me, I think that it's a little bit more of like my husband's uh, philosophy. He, I always hear him, you know, preach into the choir of, of, you know, other guys. And he's like, you have to like your situation. 
right? So for us, we don't know anything else. I mean, I've been with Zach since I'm 16 years old. Danielle has been with Gilby since he's 16. I don't know what it's like to have a husband that comes home every night at five o'clock for dinner um, or leaves every morning to go, you know, when he's home, he's home for months at a time and gets to have like, you know, the full day, real quality time with, with me and, and our kids. And when he's gone, he's gone. You know, it's, it's kind of, I guess, like having a guy in the Navy or something that goes out for, you know, station, or whatever. Yeah, totally. but, yeah. um, you know, Army I don't ones. know if <laughs> yeah. you, if you love your situation, I mean, it's not for everybody. There are some people that just, I mean, Danielle and I have a couple of mutual friends that they can't be, they have to have their husband within, you know, visual distance at all times. I mean, not me. I'm like, you know, I mean, and that's the thing. you have to have a lot of trust yep. in each other. You don't have, you're so screwed, um, yeah. but you have to have trust. Um, it's funny. Cause I, I feel like, you know, when we started this podcast, we wanted to feel justified and a little bit more normal in our lifestyles yeah. and pulling our kids out of school for two weeks and not feeling, mm -hmm. you know, guilty about it and making these choices that are the best for our families. And one of the resounding things we hear is just be happy with what your life right. is, right? And 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 like enjoy that time when you're on your own. You know, it's easy to fall into this like spiral of despair sometimes when it's like, wait a minute, I can do all of these glorious things. I can go <laughs> see my best friend. Do you guys find this? Because <laughs> I know Barb and I talk about this because yeah, when they're out on the road, we go into our routine yes. where we're like, okay, we're going to go hang out with our, with our girlfriends. Barb and I were like, we, we always dream about doing sleepovers, yeah. slumber parties, <laughs> on my trip together. Um, you eat what you want to eat. You watch what you want to watch on TV. If you don't want to clean the house or cook or whatever, you yeah. don't. You very like, you fall into your own routine. And then when they come home from the road, it's like a violation. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. Now I can't go out with my friends. Now I can't watch what I want to watch. Right. Now I have to cook dinner. So yep. It's an adjustment period all over again when they come home, you yes. know? And um, that's like a really real thing too, because you really do have to, all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay. Now I got to adjust to my married life. It's like two different routines. Yeah. 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 Totally. yeah. Yeah, I was surprised. I feel like I, I was kind of all these years, you know, thinking, oh, when he's gone, I was, it was a little bit hard for me, you know, and I, I love, I love going out with him. And I love um the obviously like watching him play and all the work that he does. But when I was, we have three kids, you know, and they're all pretty young. And so I was home, I would kind of feel this, like Chandra said, this spiral of despair. And then just doing a few interviews and um, somewhat um, Marie Troman came on and she's like, I don't mind when he's gone. It's just when he comes home. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just like, cause it was that transition and like the change and the adjustment period. And there's been a lot of answers like that, that have really helped me kind of like adjust my perspective and, and try to see it in different ways. Yeah. And it changes because it depends on where you are at life. You know, like when you, you, you have three young children at home, you need him there and you want him to share within all that and experience all that with you. So it's, it, it is a little different when the kids get older because also your responsibilities change. So you don't have to take the kids out of school. I don't have to do that anymore. If I want to go see him, I just go right. with him. Mm -hmm. If I want to hop on the back of a bike with him and go out on the road with him, I will. Yeah. Um, I don't have those ties anymore that I used to have. So things are, it is different depending on what's going on in your life and, you know, where you're at at that point. But, that feels um, like the sweet spot. 
the hard work you put into your children and your life. And now you can just like have a sleepover if you want. Or, <laughs> or you could you screw know, it all up like me and every 10 years have another one so that you're perpetually yeah. always in that. Um, oh my I God. think that- are, um, you gonna have, are you getting ready for another yeah, one now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Zach and I were just like, no way. We, we can't. We can't have- someone not be believing in Santa and stuff. We just have to keep, we'll just keep having them. And then hopefully we'll have grandkids when, when Sabbath is past that age. But, um, I just think that, um, you know, it's, it, it definitely changes. I mean, there are definitely times that it's just like, oh gosh, it's so nice to have your own, your own routine. But I think that's really important is that, other band wives and, and women in, in our similar situation. Cause we're in such a small little club. There aren't, there aren't that many of us. Right. And, um, the ones that survive have to have their own life. You know, you have to have your own identity, your own life, your own friends. You, you can't be just somebody's shadow. Otherwise, you know, when you're by yourself, you will be upset. So, um, yeah. I try really hard to, keep my relationships that are outside of my marriage really strong so that, yeah. you know, I have me time. And when he's gone, it's just like, you know, there's great things about that too. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you, Barb. That's the thing is being independent is key also. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, yeah, like being independent is so like, it's but it can be with kids especially it's like I went to school I went back to school when we had the kids and so then I felt like what I needed was help right and I feel like accepting that and and finding that was like an, another huge like um getting over the the hurdle yeah yeah it you know and it, it's it's funny because there's the drawbacks and then there's like the benefits of getting to travel and show the kids uh, the world in a way that, you know, maybe they wouldn't have been able to experience if it wasn't for the type of work that, you know, our husbands do. So um, yeah. there's, there's so many, you know, there's, it's, it's a balance, like in anything, it's, it's just, it's a balance. Without a doubt. This is actually a really good segue to our final serious yeah. question. And then we have three kind of <laughs> bullshitty questions. But this one is, um, it's intense. I think you guys are going to nail it. What do you know to be true about yourself, the world, and the universe? Mm. <laughs> huh. That's it. That's it. That is a heavy question. <laughs> it is. It is. I think one thing that I would say that I know of is that it's not, it's never as bad as you think, right? So if you could get out of your head a little bit, and I tell this to my children all the time, like anxiety really is just worrying about what's going to happen, right? So don't worry about stuff that's going to happen before it happens because you just don't know. Um, and I think the only thing that I know for certain is that you know, this too shall pass. So if it, if it's really, you know, a really tough time, it, it's, it, it's, you're going to get through it. And I think that comes from life, 
you know, like knowing like, you know, we all remember that first breakup and you think you're going to die or you don't eat for a week or whatever, or, you know, um, you get fired from a job or you didn't get the job or whatever it is that you're going for. And then you realize like maybe it, because that's not what was meant for you. And the alternate was a better fit anyway. Um, so I think that's all I really know. And I always try to say like, I have a, a don't want to get into ever religion or politics at all, but I have such a strong faith and spiritual being. I'm, I am that, that I just feel like what's meant to be is meant to be. So it keeps me from being fearful of things. Like I'm not never getting on a plane because I, you know, I'm not, not going to get on a plane because I'm fearful because I'm just like, you know, if that's the, if that's, what's going to happen to me, then it's going to happen to me if I'm sitting in my living room. So, you know, I just, I, I, I try really hard to be as fearless as possible because there are so many things to be afraid of and I don't want to spend a minute being afraid of anything. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel the exact same way as you do. Um, I also feel like the one thing I know that's true about me and, and I try to incorporate that every day is I'm, I'm very positive. Yes, you are. Um, and I, don't, and I don't like any negativity around me. And I try to, if anything's negative or, you know, someone's got a negative attitude, I always remove myself immediately because I don't believe in no, and I don't believe in, I can't. <laughs> um, and so I'm, I'm very positive. I'm always, I've always been, um, I think I've always been, um, what's the word I'm looking optimistic. for? Optimistic. Um, You're an eternal optimist. Yeah. I'm, I'm very optimistic. And I always feel like just kind of going along with what Barb said, I think like there's something's wrong it's always a possibility to fix it I, I just feel like everything is possible and if you can do something I can certainly learn to do that too that's just kind of how I view things I love that yeah and if you feel like something is you know I also feel like if something's bad happening to you I always kind of have this little thing saying like my worst situation is so much better than a lot of people's everyday situations. So it's like, you know, I have nothing to complain about really, truly bless you. Um, so I just feel like, you know, um, I like candles for purpose so that I feel like I have control over things I have no control over. Um, but <laughs> I just feel that, um, it's really not that bad, you know, and I, I try really hard because, you know, it, I have one daughter and three sons and, you know, when, when you're only through life, do you know that like the sun's going to come out tomorrow? Right. So there's certain things that it's just like, you know, oh, I didn't get into that class and you think the world is going to end. And I, I always say to my kids, like, if you didn't get into that class, it's because you're going to get into a better one or it wasn't the right fit for you. There's a, there's a, you know, have faith. So I, I think that's the only thing that I know about the universe is that happiness is a choice and I try to choose happy all the time. Well, I'm inspired. Yeah. I'm inspired by all that. That's wonderful. 
That kind of reminds me of Chandra and I were just in Italy and we were like, we're just going to drive. It's going to be fine. And she's like, you know what? If we die in Italy on one of those one lane roads, then it was meant to be. And we're like, sure. Could be worse, right? Yeah. <laughs> Could be worse. Could definitely be worse. Yeah. So I just think that's really wonderful advice. So now we're on to our MILF manner question. Oh and God, I really hope that, that you will give me the insights. I still cannot believe that is a show. Oh my gosh. One of my friends was giving me updates the other week. I haven't, but my friend was telling me they brought the daughters on for the sons. I don't know. There's, there's, yeah, the young daughters for the sons. The plot is thickening. The plot thickens. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't watched it, but I'm definitely intrigued. Oh my God. Yeah. I watched it. I watched the whole thing and um, (laughs) I would like those few hours of my life back. (laughs) (laughs) My friend also told me that like they were filming on a resort where there was like other people present. Is that, does that? Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know. Where I they, don't know. Is that where like your families come and then watch your relationship like unfold? It's and worse it's than so that. Odd. It is the oddest show. I can't even believe it got greenlit um, because can't. it is. I still can't. <laughs> I still just can't. I just, I'm so blown away by the whole premise. Uh, most of the women have been married, divorced, dating, whatever, and it didn't work out. And they're most, most of them are like in their fifties. And I think there's one that's close to 60 on there. Um, and uh, they go on to this resort in Mexico and they um, set them up with younger men. And then when they reveal the younger men, <laughs> all the younger men are the sons of the other women. Just... So you're dating <laughs> kids no. right in front of them others i mean i don't know it is the most bizarre <laughs> show but of course i watched it <laughs> well you have to it's it's research <laughs> for our show so i watched it and it was just oh lost daniela no, oh, no. Oh, oh. oh the universe was like enough yeah. no could spread out anything about milk manner <laughs> Oh my God! Zach heard um, our audiogram that we did when when Daniela was sharing the show premise with me, and he's like, "Is it really a show?" I'm like, "I guess it really is, but I just can't even go there." I mean, no, yeah, no. <laughs> but I'm, does Zach watch the shows with you, or is he like, does he bow out? He usually bows out on a lot of it, you know. Like he he's yeah. he's you know just does his own thing. He's just a jock who happens to be a brilliant guitar player, so he loves sports <laughs> and. You know, bodybuilding and playing with his toys and that sort of stuff, wrestling and all that. But uh, yeah, no that that whole show. I I'm afraid. I have a 29 year old son, so the thought of <laughs> of I just can't even. I mean, at Frankie's launch the other night, uh, a gentleman there was like kind of. I mean, I guess he kind of seemed like he was hitting on me, but he wasn't really hitting on me because his wife was right there that I didn't even know. I'm talking about at Frankie's launch the other day. And this, but that doesn't matter. You have like, I feel like, yeah, she might've been into it. too. It was was really weird because this gentleman said to me, Oh, and, and you know, who he said to my son, who is this woman that you have with you? Like, like, and, and, and Jesse turned 50 shades of red and he was like, that's my mom. And, I was like, get no way. And I was like, oh, thank you. And Jesse was like, so mortified. And I was thinking to myself, oh my God, could you even, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, it's weird. Crazy. Have you guys watched, 
can't remember the name of it, but it's the woman who like left the Orthodox faith. And oh. she, do you oh. know what I'm talking about? And she now, she yeah. was like, she ran La Perla. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I watched that. Yes. Yeah. Or yes. my unorthodox uh, life. My, uh, yeah. Yes. My, yes. Oh, I'm going to have to sit that in my too. That actually that was interests me. Yeah. She hooks up with like a 20 year old <laughs> at a bar. Turn back in. I haven't seen that. <laughs> no, me either. I didn't I know that. Oh my God. Me too. I started watching a little bit of it and then I kind of drifted off. She's like going through it. She is going More through power it. She's to her. Divorced. Just as long as it's yeah, not her friend's son. At the same time son. that her daughter is. And so they're both like going through these simultaneous divorces. And, you know, like there's like mother daughter. So her daughter's getting divorced yes. too. Yes. I, yeah. I, 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 I because did, her husband yeah. like couldn't handle her wearing jeans. Yeah. Like he couldn't take any of it. Okay. So I watch in, in, that, in that vein, I watch... My daughter and I are obsessed with this show, 90 Day Fiance. Oh, love it. Love Ed, every show where someone has to get married before I just... Obsessed with it. I watched every season. I cannot get enough of it. But the thing that just really um, interests me is that there's like, for instance, this happens all the time. The difference in cultures and a, a lot of these people that go to live in these like the... Uh, 90 Day Fiance the other way. So a lot of them, Barb, you don't know because you don't watch this much, I but would, I do. Well, you made so, me watch some of them, but not, not. I haven't watched that <laughs> one yet. Barb doesn't have time for this shit. I obviously have way too much time <laughs> on my hands. But um, the 90 Days the the other way is uh, a lot of uh, uh, the American uh, partner uh, goes to the other country and tries to live there and get accustomed there. And for instance, there's this one um, woman and she's like a total fashionista. She's all into like vintage fashion and she's the, you know, she makes all her own clothes and stuff and sells them. And she decides to marry this guy who lives in Egypt, who is Muslim wow. and wants her to wear, you know, cover up head to toe with hijab and everything, you know? And she doesn't want to, and they fight like cat and dog about it because he's like, cover yourself and cover your hair. And she wants to wear jeans. And he's like, no, you can see your vagina. No, you have to cover up. And here's the thing. It's like, I understand that's his custom. What I don't understand is, didn't she research all of this before she decided to go and live there yeah. in, you know, in this religious community? Oh. Um, you know, I mean, I get that it's like, sometimes it's an adventure, but on the other hand, and there's another, there's another woman, she's gone to live in India and his, they, his family wants them to live with the family and they want to put her through wife training to teach her how to take care of her husband. And she has to get up and pick a oh ass at 4am every day and make tea for the whole family. And then she has to no. feed them and cook no. for them and clean Right. No. And she's like, I don't want to do that. That's not what I do. I'm, I'm not and they're like, well, but you're not in America. Wow. It's like the last season of Love is Blind. Oh, well, Love is Blind is great. All the way. Oh, my oh, God. I haven't watched the I have. So. so there you go. I have. I have too. And, and the next I half comes too. out on Friday. I can't I'm wait. I'm so excited. Claudio walked in one episode and he was like, really? You started this without me? He's so upset. And I'm like, well, you always say you don't want to watch it. <laughs> It's funny. I know. Billy always pretends like he's not watching any of it, but then he comes and there's like a good scene and he just stands in front of the TV and he's like, wait, 
who is she married to? What's happening? Yeah, same, same. She, so I love that they just fall into their tropes. They're like, oh, that's who you are. That's who that is. There's like the couple you love, the person yeah. that yeah. you're like, they're not nice. The mean girls in this season, though, I'm not. Here I don't for like it. them either. I was, I no. before it even became Which a thing on social media, right I was like, ooh, uh, those girls are horrible. Yeah. So immature. Wow. I find them yeah. to be yeah. so well, immature. About stuff like that. Because 100%. the show's been on for so long, I wonder if they're doing that to like stand out more on television. You yeah. know? Yeah, they're casting them on purpose. Yeah, they were like rolling their eyes at one girl who was crying. Just like, yes. For wait, no reason. Wait, wait. It was crazy. They're like, this girl's crying and over her crying form, they're like rolling eyes yeah, at her. Yeah, it was awful. Wait, the lawyer. did you see last season when the guy faked his crying? Oh my oh, God. Oh yeah, Andrew. <laughs> I was dying. I was beside myself. I rewound it 10 times. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was so out of control. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, okay, no, I'm actually going to ask the question now. We've already talked about a lot of great shows, but what else are you binge watching, reading, or listening to right now? Daniela. Oh, um, I am, I just, I'm kind of late to the show because it's been on for, um, for years, but I just started, I, I still, just started watching it and I binged the crap out of it. I finished it. It was so good. Uh, Narcos. Oh. Oh. Really good about Pablo Escobar and all that. And I thought at first Gilby and I were like, oh God, the story has been told a million times. How many times can you see the same story? But the way it's told and the way it's acted is brilliant. It's so good. Um, so we watched that all the way through, and that was really good. And then, of course, Succession, which I'm obsessed with. Succession. I have to watch I it. it. I still haven't watched it at all. Oh my god, I love it. It's so good. It's so good. That's that's what yeah. I'm binging. Me, it was just band. I mean, not band wives. Me, there you go. Um, <laughs> it was yeah, uh, Love yeah, Is Blind? I, <laughs> I binged the other night and watched the first, you know, season mm-hmm. four, uh, the first whatever five episodes or what have you. And um, I'm still watching um, Andy Warhol Diaries, which are, it's fantastic. I just, I'm trying to enjoy every single one. So I'm like, I have to watch it so that I hear everything and get the entire nuance of the whole thing. It's fascinating how they did that with AI. And then, um, uh, have you guys watched F is is for Family yet? That I've been Mm -hmm. watching with Zach and it's uh, Bill Burr um has a cartoon that he put together basically about life growing up in like the 70s and he's like the teen i think his persona is like the teenager and um it is so funny because it is so similar to the way zach and i grew up and people that we knew grew up so it's just it's hysterical it's it's really foul and it's really dark but it's, you know, yeah, it's sure. like, you know, parents like sending you outside and telling you you can't come in until the streetlights are on. And like, you know, yeah. like, you know, the way that parents interact with their children and the way the parents interact with each other and the in-laws. And it's 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 really funny. It's good. You know, his his wife is lovely. We I should know have you her said I She's love great. him so much. And and anyone that could Gilbert. be married to him, I have to yeah, know her. Wife, yeah. Um, <laughs> We're, we're we're friends and she's she's absolutely lovely we should really have oh, her it on. would be great yeah i yes. saw him in la actually when i like for thanksgiving we happened to be there and he was playing at the uh what is it the laugh Factory oh yeah or yeah, he does yeah. stand up a lot oh. still he is so his podcast is phenomenal have you listened oh, to I his have- podcast 
Oh, no. he goes off on these tangents. I didn't know he had one. He has people write him letters and, and get advice from him. <laughs> and he goes off on these tangents that are so, I find myself in the car and I am crying laughing. He's so funny. That's how I am with Howard Stern. When I'm listening to Howard, I can't even. I don't like him. that, actually. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> yeah. that, except it's just, you know, it's him. He's just, you know, what you asked me that question for, you already answered yourself, you dumbass. You know, just, just really great. <laughs> what would your theme song be? This is an actual question. I want candy. <laughs> That's always oh, my theme song. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a really good. That pick. is definitely my my song. Zach was saying that to me the other day because we listened to uh, what is that radio station on Sirius? Uh, um, all the like eighties. Um, oh, we listen to it all the time. It's his favorite station. It's like all like flock of seagulls and eighties um, rewind no. or something or alternative nation. No, I love or, alternative nation. Uh, no, it's uh, oh god, he's gonna kill me for forgetting what it is. But anyway, it's always like you know, men at work and flock of seagulls and like anything that would have been in uh, Nick so Cage's good. Valley Girl. And uh, <laughs> I want candy came on, and I was like, oh my god, that is definitely my my song. He's like, it absolutely is your song, <laughs> <laughs> mine and yours. Definitely. Oh my god. Uh, what, what, what would be in mine? I think, uh, probably like some kind of ABBA song. I love ABBA too. <laughs> yeah. ABBA or, or, or Greece or something. Oh. Xanadu. Oh, my good stuff. Shit. Yeah. You're speaking Misha's language. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, dude, say more, say more. Definitely. I can talk about, yeah, the classic, um, Greece and, um, yeah, we can just Saturday start from the beginning fever. and I'll go with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last question. We made it through. Thank <laughs> you all so much for hanging in with us for all the great insights. And our last question is one small thing or guilty pleasure that you look forward to when your husbands are on the road. <laughs> oh, I already said that. Uh, for me, it's ordering Chinese. Oh, that's food. right, because he doesn't eat it. That's funny. <laughs> and I'm a Jew. I have to have Chinese food every day. Not cooking day. tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for me, it's always about Chinese food. The minute he's out of town, I literally I'm like, take out Chinese takeout. <laughs> What's your go-to Chinese order? I love like um vegetable fried rice. I like um vegetable pot stickers. I like the fake meat um, orange chicken, which is real chicken. Mm -hmm. You guys yeah. are making me hungry. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you have to go. Probably have to go eat dinner. Uh, I don't know. Not me. My husband yeah. took care of that situation already. I don't. I don't that's not my. Uh, he's a cook. Maybe that's my. That's it's maybe that late. is what it is. I don't. I don't. <laughs> when he's not home, I don't even think about dinner except for for Sabbath. I'm just like you know. But I guess my guilty pleasure is the same thing I do when he's home is my bath. Danielle and I are both like oh, yeah. obsessed yeah. with the bathtub, and it's the whole bath so ritual. So, uh, same, same. When we had our husbands on, we asked them what our guilty pleasures were when they were gone, and my husband was like, "You take like two hour baths." <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, I do that when you're home anyway. Same. Right. So yeah. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes totally. Claude will like knock on the door and be like, "You okay?" I'm like, "You would know if I was gurgling. <laughs> Leave me alone." <laughs> it looks like a seance. That's right great. Now. <laughs> 
<laughs> so good. That's awesome. Well, Barb bought me a bath caddy. It's the greatest and invention. It has a place for your computer, your phone. It even has a place for a, a glass of champagne or wine that it holds it oh, so that it won't yes. spill over. It's fantastic. Oh my gosh. I do the beeswax. Yeah. I have a question for you though. What do you think are like, what are your biggest challenges for when the guys are out on the road? Go ahead, Misha. <laughs> well, I teach at the I teach at the university and I write, you know, and I have the three kids and they go to school like half an hour away. And so I think and we we do the carpool. Um, and so I think just balance juggling everything, balancing life plus the podcast and um just other write, you know, projects and um I can get I can feel like completely like you know the whack-a-mole game or whatever yeah. like I don't know if I'm the I don't know if I'm the mole or the whacker I don't know what's going on but I feel that's probably my biggest challenge so Adam is definitely my rock he's way more of a homebody way more grounded than I am and so I think that's another reason I struggle without him because he's really the he's really the anchor here a lot. yeah 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 but I'm learning through really through the podcast too um to like kind of try to reframe and it's been really useful yeah a lot of good advice and like I said things change because you know when the kids get older and they go to school and they have their own situation yeah. going on too that dynamic changes too like for us it was like all of a sudden when Frankie was gone and it was just him and I and I was freaking out he's like well you still have me oh. <laughs> you look at each other and you're like uh hello okay. yeah. oh you've been yeah. here this whole time yeah. who are you yeah. <laughs> yeah I relate to that a lot because we we have one he's eight and and he's so you know, cute He's really cute. He's, <laughs> he had this like wild Mowgli from the Jungle Book hair his whole life. And our dog got a haircut and he was like, well, <laughs> I think it's time. <laughs> I relate very much to what you guys are talking about, like being 16, 17, like, you know, like this is your life. Right. You know, Claude and I met when I was 18, just about to be 19. Um, and our dynamic you know it's like we did everything in reverse for me the hardest part is like being the rock because I consider myself very much like a free spirit I just want to be like around I want to be on the road I want to be doing this and putting my yeah. hands in things and just doing the motorcycle drive and seeing the middle of America and falling in love with Kansas <laughs> like that's you know that's like where my spirit feels comfortable and um finding that balance of of being like a parent who is a, a like a, a stable place for your child and also being a, like your authentic self is is hard and then also oh, being together you know mm -hmm. being like hey when Misha and I did our residency we did a few days in Paris before um and it was like a honeymoon beautiful Just like, hey we're what do you want to do? Like, I don't know. Do you want to go get like a cocktail? It's noon. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sit and just watch people walk around and like go back to the room and like whatever. Right. It's just balancing all of these facets of your identity, I yes. guess, which is like yeah. a universal struggle, I think, not unique to our lifestyle, yeah. but. Yeah, I agree. And I think that that's what's so important is to try to um, create that kind of 
that opportunity for yourself for, you know, to, to have your time with your girlfriends and just kind of, you know, fuck around and do whatever you want to, you know, like have fun and go have a cocktail or take a trip, girl trip or whatever. And then, you know, you have your date nights with your husband and then you're there for your kids. And it is, it's, it, it, it's tough, but I think that it's important to make sure that you nurture all those. Have to. It's so true. And that's like what Barbara Ann said about being present because it can be so easy to, you know, I don't know, step back, stare at your phone, you know, feel overwhelmed. I don't know, find find excuses not to connect with your friends or your husband or, you know, to do what you really love to do, especially when you have kids, little kids at home. It can be really easy to, to kind of. Yeah. Really, you think another thing is like uh, for me, I always felt guilt. Yeah. Like I, I felt like I was constantly operating on guilt because yeah. if I wasn't at home with our daughter, then I felt guilty about not being at home with my daughter. Or if I wasn't at work, I felt guilty about not being at work. If I was at work, I felt guilty about not being with Gilby. If I wasn't, you know, if I was with Gilby, I felt guilty about not hanging out with my girlfriends. Or there was always something that I always felt guilty about. And, um, I don't have that anymore. (laughs) Now that I'm older, I've kind of settled into, uh, who I am and you know, what, what I can and what my limitations are and what I can do. Yep. You're speaking to us. Yeah. So I did an episode just on mom guilt before our trip because it, it just felt like, you know, it felt very feeling time away for yourself. God forbid. Yeah. (laughs) It was on the eve of that. Yeah. How dare you? You know, I I remember when we were flying out on the trip and Claudio as well, both of us were having like an anxiety attack about leaving because we never left our son more than, you know, a couple of days. Not that that is better or worse. No. You know, this was good. And, um, and so it was our first time, like, really doing a thing. And my mom came from Florida. She stayed for the two weeks. And I called her on the way to the airport. And I was like, are you okay? You know, how, how's he doing? She's like, he's fine. He's he fine. doesn't even know you're gone. Oh, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I called her when we got there, sitting in the lounge, trying to have a cocktail. Then I called her, like, sitting on the runway. I'm texting her from the plane. And we landed. <laughs> I know. She was like, listen, I love you. But stop it. <laughs> Now you're ruining your time yeah. because you feel guilty. Yeah. And you're also like ruining everybody's time <laughs> because like you're not enjoying it. So it's like I'm sacrificing these two weeks to be here and spend time and I would like to enjoy this time and have my space and be with him. Don't ruin it for yourself. Just go. Cut the cord. Do the Aww. thing. It's okay. Yeah. And it was such a gift. And I'm like, all right, I'm taking this with me. That is a mantra. Yep. Smart mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just embrace where you are. Be where you are. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. You two have given us so much good advice. I can't. Oh, good stuff. Well, I'm excited to listen to this one again when we edit. To I'm also excited to talk about notes. it on our trip to Sedona. Oh, yes. Just, uh, count us in. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be I'm, waiting I'm in the wings. I'm to make that happen. I'm going to do some sort of figure out something because I'm like, I always have to tell the accountant what what all these costs are for the podcast. And I'm like, well, this was a research project. We had to go and, you know, we had to have a conference because we're dealing with women's issues and what better place to go than Sedona. Yes. Yes. You're like Pluto hasn't been in Aquarius since the 1700s. And won't be again for 40 years. So, yeah. (laughs) 
I feel like we have a lot we could deep dive into. There's so many things. Absolutely. Yeah. We would love to do this again. You guys need to be a guest on our podcast next. Yeah, we're ready. We're ready to to jump in. Thank you so much for coming and spending all this time with us. And hope it was worth the wait. Really sorry about all the craziness. Oh my God. Yeah. This was awesome. We really appreciate it. Thanks, ladies. Have a great night. Yes, have a good rest of your night. (laughs) You guys, it's bedtime for you. Good night, guys. (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye.